Better listen very carefully. A good martial artist does not become tense, but ready. Essentially, at this point, the fight is over. So you pretty much flow with the goal. Who is worthy to be trusted with the secret to limitless power? I'm ready. Ladies and gentlemen, today's show is brought to you by Parry Athletics, the best pair of training shorts in the game. They do rashies, they do shirts, but what I love is they have shorts for you to roll in as well as shorts for you to chill in. I love them because they're so multi-purpose and they look awesome. Now you can get your hands on these and you get 20% off with the code BULLETPROOF20 at checkout. Get yours today. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Bulletproof for BJJ podcast. Do you want to improve your flexibility to be able to touch your toes? The forward fold, as we like to refer to it. Now, this is something a lot of people struggle with, even though we all try to invert and birambolo and all that. And there's some specific things you can do to improve this movement quality. Now, we've each had different journeys with this. I would say that Joe's is better at this movement than me. <laughs> but that's okay. That's acceptable. Um, he always has to point that out, eh? That's all right. I, I, you know, I recognize, I, I acknowledge that Joe is better than me at a few things, but you've got you to see him for what they are. And I can, I can improve. So forward fold, touching the toes, head to the knees, head to toe, all that. Plenty toes of people in have, mouth. Toes in mouth. Oh, if you're a savage. My goodness, if you're into it, there are some certain things that help you get better at that move. Let's talk about it. Let's just sort of talk about where this movement is relevant for grapplers. Of course, like inverting, right? That kind of thing, getting stacked, mm. right? So, so here's the deal. When we're, when we're talking about a forward fold, we're basically, we're talking about folding your body in half. Mm. So bending forward, folding the body in half. Now, when you do that, you're going to feel your hamstrings generally. Or Somewhere lower, along or the lower back. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But generally like back, back of the legs from top to bottom, it's going to be like, ah, oh, super tight, right? Now, this is also relevant. Like if we're talking about this kind of general area of flexibility if we're talking about your guard retention mm. right if you're looking at uh, you know coaches telling you hey like you know if you're in a supine guard like you're on your back pull your knees in towards your armpits and don't let your knees come away like, keep your knees into your chest and don't yeah. let your knee come off your chest yeah that like your hamstring flexibility allows you to do that yes right as well as your your core strength or your lack of hamstring flexibility will not allow you that's right so you know this guard retention doing the egg beat it like pummeling with the legs um your x guard like the ability to get into an x guard you know you see some people like practicing x guard and like they gotta like grab their foot and like pull it in yeah having better flexibility through the back of your legs and through the back of your body essentially will improve all of these things yes a big one where it works for me a lot is, you know, the four point. Yep. Like, so if someone, you know, so you come up into a four point, like say you're in turtle, someone's yep. trying to attack the back and you come up onto hands and feet. Yeah. I, like I'm able to like walk my hands in really close to my feet. Which so my, just the hips right Yeah. Up. So I'm like vertical. Hard and for it's people to get Hard in. for them to like not fall off. Yeah. Right. So there's benefits, right, to this. And I would say that like the ability to fold is just one of those. It's just a huge global movement, isn't it? It's it like. Is. If you lack there, like if that's a really tight spot for you, not only will jiu-jitsu be harder, but so will squatting and yeah. deadlifting and basic movements we want to do in the gym. So a lot of benefit to this. Yeah, so here's the first thing to, to, to realize, and this is something I learned when I was working on it quite a lot back in the day. Your calves, 
your calf muscles are really responsible for your ability to access your hamstrings. Yes. So when I was going to do my hamstring session, which I do like once a week, I always did three sets of calf stretching at the start. Yes. And while we don't necessarily have that inbuilt to all of our programs, because it is like we've tried to simmer it down to the most minimal stuff, so it's quick and you can do it. Um, if you were doing something, like if you're doing good mornings or you're doing forward fold work, Jefferson curls, whatever, actually spending the time in your warm-up to stretch your calves just for a couple of minutes goes a long way. I will ratify this. I concur. I am of the tight calf gang. And that's actually where I suffer the most, even though some of it might be neural, like referred from my lower back. Uh, I do find it hard to feel, like my hamstrings are reasonably flexible, but when I'm doing forward fold stuff, I feel the calf. And I need to do a bit of neural flossing, so to speak. So like um, like elephant elephant walk, that kind of stuff. Like, Or even like just rolling my feet and then rolling my calves makes the kind of J curl and the, the other forward folding work more tolerable. Right. It get, un- unlocks so yeah, you can access that. I can that. get into the hamstrings. I can get it because that's the thing we don't realize. Oftentimes when – because we always just go, oh, can you touch your toes? You're like, oh, my back. Well, it's like it's just because of the way you might be approaching the movement and you haven't necessarily prepped yourself. So doing a bit of like foot and calf loosening and stretching will definitely make hamstring and, and, and other flexibility work more, um, not just accessible, but I think more effective. Yeah. If I don't do that stuff, I almost can't get past it. Yeah, and maybe it's just like a really – on calf stretch that you're doing yeah the whole time yeah which like sure there's benefit to that but if you could do something for a couple of minutes to take the calves out of it out of it then it's better yeah that's 100 percent. Right. yeah so i always spend yeah at least unless joey just goes hey bro you want to do a quick uh, video for your instagram i'll just do the j curl bro yeah so i'm like what jt's like what? you're better at it than me bro <laughs> are you sure you want me on camera for this bro <laughs> no i don't i i very rarely We'll admit that. But no, this is one of those things that I do need some prep. I'll be honest. I, I need that prep to make the hamstring work more effective. Yeah. So I had Wednesday off because I had a cold. Yes. And so I was just at home. It was mad. Watched a bunch of TV. Fuck yeah. Italian crime dramas. Fuck yeah. Joey's favorite. Anything Joey's mafia specialty. related. Yeah. And. Gabagool. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> that's the fucking. That's Joey's. That's the best, best meme. Uh, and so the. And this always happens. I came in today as we're doing mobility. Today's Friday. And um, my lower back was all jacked up. Ooh. And I always notice that when I come back to training after having like a – like usually if I've been unwell and I've had a day off and I've been sitting down a lot and not moving, yeah. my lower back, I can feel it. Everything I do, it's like, oh, my lower back. Yeah. And I did some Jefferson curls in the warm-up today sure. and all I could feel was calves and lower back. Right. So same thing, I was like, all right, fuck, stretch calves for a couple of minutes and then, you know, got into the lower back, felt fine. But, you know, certain days it, it will be a limitation for me too. And I think once you are, like to the, to the listeners, once you're a bit more familiar with these drills and you're doing them regularly, you too have that, you can, you can hear what your body's telling you. But, oh, yeah. fuck, that's a bit tight today. You tune into it. Yeah, because your body's telling you that shit every day. And we, we train jiu-jitsu usually every couple of days Usually something's pretty beat up. We can ignore after it. After a jiu-jitsu session. Yeah. Yeah, like you can ignore it if you're just like like oblivious to it. But if you're actually like, all right, what am I feeling today? How's the body doing? No, I think probably more people have the, the habit of ignoring. Yeah. Yeah, like, oh, I'm okay. Yeah, like a willful kind of ignorance to it. Yeah, yeah, just to keep it moving. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, well, speaking that point about you feeling like the tight lower back, uh, maybe through inactivity or illness or whatever it might be, for me, the thing I find that helps me, uh, like we talk about this a little bit, or we have talked about it, even though it's not currently in the program, I think we'll, we'll see it a little bit more in the future, is the reciprocal inhibition. So it sounds technical, but basically for you to stretch your tricep, you've got to contract your bicep and vice versa. For you to stretch your bicep, you've got to contract your tricep. For you to really unlock the back, you really got to switch on your quads and your abs. You know, And I actually find doing a bit of like kind of strong ab contraction and like, like getting the like hip flexors and quads really G'd up enables me to stop thinking about just hanging off the back part yeah. and actually actively pull into the position, even though it's fucking brutal and it, it'll, you'll feel it, I find that that improves my range so much. And you kind of forget, you know, because you're like, oh, I'm doing a stretch. And so you're not as engaged with it as you should. But if I, like one of the drills, like you do the, um, I don't know the exact term for it, where you get the ab mat or you get the yoga block, you kind of crush it yeah. between your stomach and your quads. Yeah. I find that's actually so helpful for me. Like, uh, it's funny because you think it's the smallest thing. So you could just grab a, a cushion off your couch or whatever. But instead of just thinking about whether you're sitting on the ground reaching for your toes or you're, you're actually standing and, and reaching down for the floor, actively engaging your abs and locking on your quads will make a huge difference to the range you can find there. Yeah, absolutely. I find that helps me a lot. Yeah, it's so true. And that this is the like, you know, the to JT's example, when you're stretching a joint, you have a shortening side and a lengthening side. The lengthening side is the, the side that's stretching and then the shortening side is the one that's contracting. Mm. But you can shorten without like actively contracting, right? You, sure. can just, you can just be focusing on the stretch. So what we're saying is if you focus on the shortening side, on the contraction, Mm. and focus on like contracting as hard as you can i.e hey man here's something between your abs and your thighs like crush this thing yeah all of a sudden the stretching side starts to perform way better yeah and this is like that strength flexibility fucking intersection where it's like okay now you're using contraction to become more flexible and what i find is a lot of people who feel like we're fucking hammered that we've hammered that we, point we have we have but why why do i say this because someone posted this in our coaching group the other day they said oh here's me doing a j curl what am i doing wrong here and i was like oh it it didn't look active enough and even the way the person described it they were just hanging the weight and it's like nah man you that's not the right way for you to frame it in your mind and it's actually really important that you're very conscious of the way you do it because this will dictate the quality of it and, you know, we do it with, the, you know, when we're trying to open up the hip flexors, like get you to contract your glutes. Yeah. Typically, people who suck at forward fold are weak. Like they're not strong through the compression muscles. You know, their, their compression, their hip flexors and their quads and their abs are not strong at that range. Yeah. They might just be able to do a sit-up, right? Most people can, jujitsu, whatever. But you get them like as flat as they can be and you're like, okay, now tense that all up there. Most people suck there. And so the compression strength, so to speak, and, you know, I would say that my compression strength has gone down because I haven't been practicing it. I've been practicing a lot of extension stuff. So I found even just playing guard, I was like, oh, this guard stuff works your abs. Uh, Like I was feeling it way more. And I was like, I never, ever had that problem in the past because that's all I did. But I find most people, if you really struggle to touch your toes or you're really struggling to improve there, you might want to look at strengthening at that point. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's another thing too with forward folding stuff, which is that, and I don't know what this is. I mean, the hamstrings are a huge muscle group. Yeah. Right? Like the muscles on the back of your legs, like it's a big area of muscle. And there is something very uncomfortable about stretching them. Mm. So when you're like getting into, like say you're starting on our standards program and you're doing some of those earlier variations. Yeah. You're doing some uh, stride stance good mornings. You're doing some double leg good mornings. Like... It can be really aggressive, at least in the first few weeks where you're like, you're getting into that end range, you're feeling the stretch in your hamstrings, can make you want to fucking vomit. It's like if, if you've been on this earth for like 40, 45 years and you've never really done that kind of stuff, oh. it's going to be an uncomfortable process for the you. burn. I think it's this mixture of the neural... It's not just when you feel a muscle stretch, you're like, oh, that's tight. It's that neural yeah. referred pain. Yeah, it's like, like an, a system overload. Oh, it can be brutal. You have to be respectful of that say that idea of like can, of the short of focusing on the shortening side you may not be able to do that in your initial few weeks because you might just be fucking gritting your teeth and trying to get through it but here's the big kicker for you we don't become more flexible by surviving in these positions no. because a lot of your flexibility is dictated by your neurologic like by your neurology your nervous system is is allowing you to express flexibility yeah. So the big kicker is you want to try to be relaxed in these end ranges. So don't take it to a point where you're like, you just can't. You don't want to be Dyson, Terminator 2. (laughs) No. (laughs) Right? (laughs) No, we don't need that. You got to just back it off a little bit to where you can like control the breathing. Okay, I'm cool with this. I'm fine. This is pretty full on, but I'm cool with this. And that's the realm you want to stay at. Yeah. And if you do that, over time, you can oh, fuck, I'm getting further. I'm getting further. This is a really, I think this is a really good lesson generally with your training, like try to control your facial expression. That's Try hard. to control your breathing. That's so hard. Yeah, but you see like the John Marshes of the world. You see the people that train John's, and they're like... John's, a, John's kind of a terminator in his own way, right? But he, this was put to me actually, this is put to me by a, um, by a dance teacher years ago okay. and he's an uh, interp- like contemporary dance guy okay so wild fruity fucking shit crazy stuff and he took us it was at a movement camp right, right? right. we're going deep into the archives here but touch, he bit of touch but yeah oh, heaps. <laughs> and we're doing this like hours long workshop of like contemporary shit and yeah. I'm like, you're just trying to keep up because like the shit they're doing is like not what i'm interested in so automatically i'm like oh, i'm not that into that resistant. but but that's the practice right yeah and he said to me, and he, he was like, he was pointing at like all the strong cats in the room. He's like, I watch you people every day. You're training on the rings. You're training your handstands. You're training with incredible control and precision. Yet none of you control the muscles of the face. You have no precision of the face. And it was you watch him do his shit and he's just like he's controlling his body. He would use his face as a like as a tool of expression right and i'm like fuck that's a good point like we're very into cueing what's the shoulders doing where are the elbows need your hips like this like in strength training right but yeah so i was like ah the face thing interesting that is interesting and look that reminds me of uh, ellington darden who was like the original founder of the nautilus machine he used to be a big thing about like you should show no emotion at maximum effort there should be none in your face it actually makes shit way harder if you're like 
trying to stay neutral. Like it actually takes more energy to keep neutral face while maximum exertion. It's so fucking hard. Yeah, like, right. It's what's his reason for saying that? Because um, I'm thinking the rationale like, if was you're that doing you don't waste energy. Like his thing was like maximum effort to the working muscles. Don't put it anywhere else. So he's like, you need to don't bleed it through other. Yeah, which is maybe has been debunked in some ways but i mean this is like back in like 1965 or some shit you know he invented really the first ever kind of fitness machines with the um nautilus curve right which is what loads things up optimally or whatever anyway dude try to like as if stretching isn't hard enough try and keep a neutral face i mean yeah i it's so you just that's a layer of it challenge is, it is but i think and i think that when you're going for maximal stuff like when you're like when you're really trying to suck your own dick yeah, right like it's hard to just yeah. not <laughs> <laughs> you're going for that forward fold you're like get everyone's it. been there you're like is it possible? get it do i have to Has get everyone this rib been removed yeah. oh. <laughs> everyone's been here <laughs> movement camp am i right <laughs> yeah i think like when you're and it's like say if you're doing a max deadlift it's yeah. like you can do whatever you want with your face. Sure. Because you're really skilled it's, at it's that thing. It's fucking everything. But, like if, but when I see a newbie in the gym and they're like doing the, uh, uh, and you're like, bro, you're doing the third rep of like a 15 <laughs> rep set. Like it's not hard. We're not there yet. But somehow you're making these facial expressions no. that's like a learned behavior. Yeah. Stop doing that. <laughs> so I think that, that, you know, and so, yeah. and so same deal with the stretching, I think. Get into the habit of, of not just struggling visually mm. because that in turn will teach you to control it and then yeah. that's what unlocks yeah definitely yeah for sure and so if we were to summarize this for all y'all trying to get better at the forward fold prep them calves yep stretch calves calves feet so yeah i like the elephant walk um or like a bit of slant board shit or yeah like just if you like just a, like even just a gutter or a, some kind of step just to put it on just stretch. fucking hang, like put a box yeah if you've got a plyo box yeah just get up on that hands on the wall or something that can support a bit of weight and hang your heel stretch off. the calves nice and easy then the next step would you say prep lower back or what's the i like leg swings oh okay cool leg swings yeah this, and this is like dynamic. this is 101 um stretching scientifically prescription yeah dynamic stretching yeah so just like two to three sets of like 15 reps of leg yep. swings aiming to kick as high as you can at the, like upwards yep, and ha trying to have the knee locked and the toes pulled back at the top of the kick. That, that's tough. The and your first, your first set, chill. Second set, bit harder. Third set, going for it. A bit higher. And then I would enter your, your stretching. Whatever you're working on there. Yeah. And, I mean, we touched on it before. At what point do you enlist a J-curl or some external stimulus? Maybe we do the, the ab chock first, would you say? Well, nah, because I think with the ab choc, you need to be at like you you need to be at a certain close enough to be able yeah to, <laughs> to actually pinch it. You're like, I'm just gonna get a fit ball. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. Yeah, so I think um, I think like good mornings. I actually think like more strength related stuff. Oh, okay. Um, good mornings, stride stance. Good mornings. Yep. Uh, a really good precursor because you're going into the end range. Yeah. And then coming back out, so you're right. not hanging out there for forty you're seconds. You're working. But you're doing it under load and you're also like, I'm doing weights. Yeah. This is cool. Tough. Yeah. Um, and arguably, like, I mean, we have this in standards because it, it indicates that we know that you're strong there because you've done it under load. Correct. Right. So I, I really like that. Um, I would kind of think that 
you want to try and get to sort of like if you were testing your toe touch mm. that you got hands somewhere around like ankle height yep you know before you were jumping into jefferson curls yeah but to that end if you if you're like hey i'm giving jefferson curls a go like i got yeah like i think they're fine for anyone yeah as long as you understand you don't need to go heavy yes it's just it's just like a little bit of feedback there yeah yeah for sure there it is folks improve your forward fold but you know what else you can improve your life you can bring a lot of good karma your direction one good deed deserves another and that good karma is subscribing following if you're on audio and also giving us a five-star rating we love you folks and we wish all the good karma in your direction for all your strength and mobility gains so subscribe follow and give us a five-star rating we appreciate you thank you